Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy Wednesday and welcome into the PHNX Sun Devil Show. I'm Anthony Totry, joined as always by my partner are. in crime, Sean DePaz. Yeah, I am. I feel like we need the... Yeah, there it is. There it is. One of those little horns. What are those calls? They're not air horns. Yeah, they are. No, it's not an air horn. It's like a DJ horn. I mean, it is an air horn. Is it? Yeah. I've never like I've just it's always been like at a DJ. I've never seen it like in like. Well, I don't think I think it's like a. You don't think they DJ sell? They don't five. sell like DJ. Well, no. uh, yeah, I think it's more of like a. Most of the time when you're hearing it, it's like a edited air horn. Like it's like because it's like on a on a, a table, so they can be like as opposed to just like with the can thing. It's everybody's lesson of the day. Welcome to the PHNX Sun Devils, baby. DJ Horn. All right, guys, we got a lot to get to today. Uh, we're going to be talking. Somehow we started the show talking about air horns. <laughs> a little bit a little bit later, we're going to get into our uh, Pac-12 power rankings because conference play starts this week, obviously, for Arizona State, but it does start uh, for the majority of the rest of the Pac-12. Obviously, USC had their one matchup against Stanford a little bit earlier, but other than Thank that. Thank God we didn't have to have week zero against Colorado. Can we talk about oh that? Oh my How gosh, you are right. You are right. You are. No, you are right. <laughs> that would have been wow. awful. I didn't even think about that. That would have been terrifying. <laughs> Could you imagine if we were the ones that they had done? No, because that would have been so harsh. Oh, that would have been dog. so And you would have had to eat so much shit, Totri. Yeah, no, like, I, I would have been immediate. At least I can wait a few weeks. Yeah, at least it's like yeah. when, when Colorado beats ASU at that point, it won't be... It won't matter as nearly hey, it's still as much. Well. It's, it's still an if. It's still an if. Okay, it doesn't look like Travis Hunter's going to be playing that game. So, you know, there's there's always a chance. Uh, but we're going to listen to to something that Kenny Dillingham and, and Brian Ward both had to say a little bit later in the show as well. They both spoke to the media. It's the last time um, that either is going to speak to the media until that USC game on Saturday. But, Sean, this is our first chance to, to really sit down and, and talk about USC and Caleb Williams. Yeah. And, you know, a, a team in the Trojans that is a top the AP top 25, I want to say they're number five right now in the nation. Like, uh, we haven't really got the chance to, to just sit down and, and talk about the, you know, what's in front of Arizona <laughs> State this week. Yeah. Um, I mean, it obviously starts, and I mean, honestly, in a lot of ways, ends with one of the greatest college quarterbacks of all time. Yeah. Caleb Williams. Like, that's just, that's what this team is. This team does not have a great defense. That's been the story over the last. I guess now, what, 14, 15 games um, in the Lincoln-Riley era at USC. Um, 
but it doesn't really matter all that much because their offense is arguably the best in the country. Um, so it's it's I I, I mean it's it's going to be interesting because like the defense was a one strong point for this team, but it's not USC offense strong. I don't think so. We'll it'll be really interesting to see um, what it does. But the, if if ASU wins this game, it's more than likely going to be because their offense woke up and out somehow outpaced USC because it's going to be very difficult to to quiet that offense. In the last, I'm just looking. Sorry, in the last yep. eleven games, only once. Have they scored less than forty points? Was that the Oregon State game? That was. That in, is that in no, there? that was toward the. the that was oh, their that was first. The yeah. yeah. The last time they didn't score forty points was their win, ironically, over Notre Dame, hmm. and they scored thirty-eight. Every <laughs> other time they've scored, they scored. Or no, my bad. They only scored twenty-four against Utah. Other yeah, than that, that true, yeah. they scored forty-five in the loss to Tulane, which was a phenomenal game. It was. Uh, and then at all three games this season, they scored fifty-six against San Jose State, sixty-six against Nevada, and fifty-six against Stanford. They are absolutely carving up defenses left and right, and it yeah. doesn't look like they're breaking a sweat. And you talk about how bad the defense is because the defense isn't great, especially when you're putting it next to the the USC offense. Yeah. But to their credit, held Stanford to 10 points. I know Stanford's bad. They held Nevada to 14. They did give up 28 to San Jose State, so I think that's where people see kind of yeah, like, oh, I this mean, is this is, it's a, it's a It's a trend over, like I said, the early start of this season and – what we saw throughout last year. Um, I mean, you mentioned they scored 48 points and they lost to Tulane to end last season. Um, the defense is definitely vulnerable, but that being said, like, I mean, a little league defense could stop Holy ASU's shit. offense right now. They weren't doing anything. So, like, it, 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 it there's, there's a couple ways you can look at it. You can look at it like, oh, this is, if the ASU's def- offense is going to get right, like, this might be an opportunity because USC's defense is not that great. Or, that's a USC's one weakness, and we don't have the tools to exploit it, so this could get really bad. This I don't know. A couple ways to look at it, but I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and be positive and say that ASU might hopefully, like, this is a chance for ASU's offense to kind of wake up a little bit. LTC, I love you, by the way, in the chat. If you look right now at Caleb Williams' numbers, they're fucking video game numbers. Yeah, he's no. I mean, again, in three games, he's got 807. And mind you, he's not playing the entirety of this Yeah, game. that's also true. He's got 878 pass yards. It's a lot. He's completing 78% of his passes, is, which right now he's got 15 incompletions on the year. You know how many touchdowns he has? 16. 12. Oh. He's almost got as many touchdown passes as he does incompletions. Through three games. It's not, it's like, that's a crazy stat. Like, you see those sometimes where you're like, oh, he had more touchdowns than incompletions. That's a crazy game. Holy shit. Caleb Williams is on a three-game stretch where he's almost (laughs) doing that. Like, when people talk about Caleb Williams as the best college football quarterback right now, I want everybody to understand that, yeah, people talk about Michael Penix Jr., people talk uh, about Bo Nix, people talk about Cam Rising, uh, and all these other quarterbacks. Uh, it's not close. Like, Caleb Williams is the best yeah. quarterback I mean, in college Williams football. is going to be the first overall draft pick again. Period. Assuming he goes to the draft and all that bullshit. Period. But, I mean, he's going to be, yeah, he's going to be the top NFL prospect. Um, he's on, He definitely is on a different level than a lot of these other guys that are really good college quarterbacks and that might be the extent of what they are. Um, Caleb Williams is going to be an NFL quarterback. Um, and he's got 
some of the best coaches in the country. With Not them. to mention some of the best weapons offensively yeah. that they have also with Dorian Singer, Brendan Rice, Mario Williams, Deuce Robinson. Like you look at their, again, this is crazy because you just look at the stats, right? And these guys have played three fucking games. Mm-hmm. Taj Washington, nine catches, 233 receiving yards, three touchdowns. He's averaging nine catches. Nine catches. Oh my. Nine catches, 233 receiving yards, and he's averaging 25 yards a catch. Their second receiver, Deuce Robinson, eight catches, a buck 86, a touchdown. He's averaging 23 yards a catch. Brendan Rice, five catches, a buck 24, three touchdowns. He's averaging 24 yards a catch. Like, <laughs> they have one, two, three, four, five, six receivers over 100 receiving yards on the year, and only one of them has broken the 10 reception mark. That's unbelievable. You triggered Tony a little bit because you brought up Dorian Singer, and he's a U of A fan. Um, sorry <laughs> about it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this is – and, again, like, you, yeah, you put the tools, you put the quarterback, and you put the fact that they have some of the great offensive-minded – like, I know this is a joke amongst us, kind of, but the reality is, is that Cliff Kingsbury is a terrific college coach. At least, or he's great with offenses at the very least. I'm not going to say he necessarily wins games, but that's not his job now. Like he is, he's had success in college, um, and so that's just another another little cherry on top for that offense, I guess. But yeah, I mean the offense is it's the it is the only reason. Like you can give defense whatever credit you want. The offense is the reason that they're a top five team in the country. The, the the offense is the reason that they are going to compete for a national championship. Um, so it's a it's a pretty big task for the defense, but if uh, I mean we we have seen right that that Utah game, Oregon State early last year, they're not. I mean it's it's still college football. They're not going to be. There's going. They're going to have a bad game somewhere. They're going to. <laughs> they're going to struggle. Hope it's this week. Str- I hope it's this week, and the defense does their job. The offense wakes up a little bit, and again, it's college football, man. Like I'm not going to say that not, like it's impossible. ASU wins again. I don't want to make this sound like I think it's going to happen. But it's uh, certainly not impossible. Also, their their leading running back just happens to be uh, a tank. He's only 5'9", but he's 210. His name is Marshawn Lloyd. He is averaging almost eight yards a carry. Mm. So what are you with all that, what are your expectations for Saturday, Sean? <laughs> I think I said on Monday a lot to a little. Um that's my I mean, look, yeah, it's obviously an up, uphill battle. Um there is not any real reason based on what we've seen through the first three weeks that to, to assume that ASU is going to be any kind of competitive in this game. Like, it, it, if you're USC, your goal should be to beat this team 50 to nothing because um, you've seen a, a lesser team shut them out um, and put up 28 points on them or whatever it was. So, um, expectation is not great. That being said, I think... ASU obviously has their, like, they've got nothing to lose. Yeah. They have literally nothing to lose. They're already, by most regards, and I know we'll get into our power rankings later, but, like, most people consider them one of the worst, if not the worst team in the conference. Um, they, they've obviously started 0-3. They're on their fourth quarterback at this point. They've got multiple injuries on the offensive line. They're, they're backup running back. Like, everyone's hurt, right? They've got nothing to lose. Um <laughs> And they had nothing to lose last year when Trent Borgay came in and Washington came into Sun Devil Stadium and they upset them. Like, so who knows? I mean, my expectation as far as the Sun Devils are concerned, they're going to come in and play free and just like hopefully let it rip. I mean, obviously, you know, we we don't know necessarily who's going to be calling plays. Sounds um, like it's going to be Kenny. But if though. it's Kenny, like there's going to be, again, it's just a, it's 
a different wrinkle. Um, it's something different. We saw how how big, literally just changing the play caller was last year. Um, yeah, no, that's a good point. And so who knows if uh, between them not having really any pressure on them, Kenny just kind of letting it rip, and them playing against the defense that can be susceptible at times, and um, and look look how well they played against USC last year. In their yeah, first no, half. they did. The defense has been good, man. And so if uh, or yeah, I keep saying zero three. I'm sorry. It really feels, <laughs> it really feels like they're zero and three. Um, but yeah, no, I mean they competed against USC last year um, for sure. And obviously this is. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to say this is a worse team than last year because uh, no, I don't think that's true. Team. It's not a worse but team. That it's, team obviously was more established. Yeah. They, they had things figured out a little more. They were further along. Obviously, uh, Emery was a more experienced quarterback. Well, no. Was Emery, Emery played in that game, right? Yes. Yes. It, oh, oh by the way, again, I was watching um, The Herd this morning yeah. on Fox, and their big, their big, their big, uh, big noon game on Saturday is, of course it is. is Oklahoma, Cincinnati, and they had a big old picture of Emory Jones Dear behind uh, behind Colin Coward there. Um, but yeah, I, I just think there's a lot of reasons that ASU, they've got nothing to lose. They've got real, really no pressure on them at this point. Uh, just let it, let it rip and see what happens. And again, it's college football, man. You never know. Yeah, no, it, it's certainly going to be interesting. Sunable 1982, I put $5 on the Devils. It's got to be better odds than the Mega Millions. I play that all the time. Also, hey, that's a fair it's, point. It's college football. It's college like, football. Yeah, and also... It's football, and I'm by, I don't I, like. I hate bringing stuff like this up because it, it. I'm not rooting for it by any means, but like people get hurt. No, shit yeah. happens. I mean, shit. Uh, look at ASU. <laughs> exactly, shit happens. So, yeah, throw a couple bu- bucks on it. You got yeah, it. LTC Conover yeah. balls out in Sunnyvale Stadium, Mountain America. We will see. Yeah, at this point, the the quarterback situation is going to be interesting. Well, that's yeah, um, that's another thing. Right? It's they seem pretty. Kenny was pretty positive, um, just about where these quarterbacks are trending from a health perspective. Um, if I had to make an assumption, I would estimate that Drew Pine is the guy that's going to be playing on Saturday uh, with Conover to be the backup. Uh, but the last time we did a show, you know, like we didn't know who was going to be calling plays, to your point. Yeah. Kenny called him the other day in practice. It sounds like that is what the the plan is for Saturday, which is going to be interesting because I think at that point you're finally going to get a good idea as to what the issue was on yeah. offense. Uh, uh, was it yeah. Bo? Was it the quarterback? Was it just they needed more reps? Like, what was yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Because now you're, yeah, you're, you're switching up the play caller, essentially, and, and also, like, even none of these guys, have run, none of the quarterbacks, whether it's Conover or Pine, they haven't run with the ones yet. Obviously, Pine was dealing with injuries coming into the season and stuff like that, so he just didn't have a whole lot of run as the season approached in general. Um, and so now you're given a full week with these guys being able to run uh with the ones and twos and, and hopefully that means and i mean like you know jalen's coming back yeah. like like hopefully you know they're gotten pieces and they're all going to get to work together for a full week um by no means do i think that's going to be the difference between them putting no points up and then dropping 50 but i think at the very least you'll get a more cohesive and and if if anything marginally more effective offense yeah zach in the chat I need to get our offensive line healthy and comfortable i think we could salvage a few wins this year look i'm going to it is crazy because you hear about all these injuries that the team is going through. And I remember getting to practice this morning and like you get there and you obviously you see the injured guys and you're just like, one, two, three, four, five. You could start. You could start. You would start. Like it is crazy to go out there because it looks like these guys have been through literal war. It is. This guy it seems like guys you don't even see playing again hurt. It's just like the guys just. The- and they're not. They're these aren't like just like. Oh, COVID. Like, this not, is not it. Like, these have legit injuries yeah. that they're dealing with, and they're, like, just wild, some of them that they have to 
like deal with because you don't hear about college athletes getting certain kinds of injuries like this yeah. at least pretty regularly so it, it's wild i think the offense is certainly going to be interesting and i'm interested to see if the offense is able to get a little spark going what that does for the defense from an energy perspective yeah because the defense has been holding their weight already without any real support from the yeah. offense so you know it would be it would be awesome to see them take the field with kind of that energy of, of knowing the the offense has their back because they obviously haven't th- through the first three weeks um yeah man i again they got nothing to lose um i if they can come out i would just like to see them come out hot if they can punch usc in the mouth like first drive um then then who knows man because you that's not not something usc is necessarily used to no absolutely um, not. and so that's what you saw against San Jose State, I think, to start the season. Yeah, it's yeah. like they were going toe-to-toe, and everyone was like, hey, you know, like, wait, what's going what? on now? And eventually, obviously, USC figures their stuff out, right? They're uh, not a super team. Like, but this yeah, is a team is, that can be beat. They, they lost to Tulane beat. last year. They lost to Utah last yeah. year. Like, it... Twice. It's, again, it's college football. Anything anything is possible. So, I think there's... there's Right? I mean, they talk about it on Cardinals, right? Or they talked about it leading off of the season, right? Obviously, this is not going to be a season where they're competing for a Super Bowl. But... All you can really look for is things to be excited about, yeah. reason to get excited week from week. Um, and that's really kind of where we're at, right? Obviously, there's a bull ban, and the season's not going to look good. They're not winning eight games. Um, so you, you got to look for things to be excited for each week. And I think this week it really is the fuck it, we got nothing to lose mentality combined with the fact that you got maybe a new play caller. Like, there's reason to be excited for we, this we game. And, and who knows? Yeah. You just want to see you this wanna, team get you better. See, you want to see them score a touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, that's what growth is. We might play if the they, fucking win music. If, if they, they score a if touchdown, score a touchdown we're going to celebrate. Like, so uh, who knows, man? No, it, it's certainly going to be interesting. And I think the, the ASU offense is going to have their opportunities. I'm going to get to that here in a second. But before we talk about that and get to the Kenny Dillingham and Brian Ward sound, I want to tell you guys a little bit about our friends over at OGs. Now, if you didn't know, everybody here at PHNX, we took a little field trip to a movie theater the other day. Uh, and we watched the movie, what, is Bottoms, right? That's mm-hmm. the name of the Bottoms, movie. Yep. Phenomenal movie. Like, go see the movie if you want to laugh your ass off. Yep. If you want to cry laughing and after the movie <laughs> still have a great time, take some OGs. Oh, because, boy. my goodness, I took two OGs at about, mm, I don't know, 2 o'clock. And I'm pretty sure I was high till this morning. Like <laughs> OGs is like, it's crazy what they do, guys. And they have the best flavors and if you don't want to necessarily take it to the point where you're gonzo that whole day, maybe just take a microdose or take one. Like it, it's, they've got something for everybody out there over at OGs. All of their flavors are are Hall of Flame favor, flavors. Uh, the orange creamsicle, watermelon, peach, literally, it all smacks. Guys, check out our friends over at OGs Brands for yourself and try one or a few of their many delicious flavors. Check them out. Uh, across all socials at OG's Brands and online at ogsbrands.com to find them at a local dispo near you. You do got to be 21 plus. And please enjoy responsibly. And if, uh, you know, alcohol is more your your vibe, well, we got the sponsor for you there as well. It's the best beer in the state of Arizona, in the Southwest, probably in America. They don't have it everywhere yet, but we're coming. Uh, it's our friends over at Four Peaks. Like I said, the best beer in Arizona. Uh, be sure to follow them on social at Four Peaks Brew and at Four Peaks peaks pub to get the latest on arizona's premier craft brewery football season's here baby is it we need to get to a cardinals game i haven't been to a cardinals game yet ever like, ever i've never been to a cardinals game hmm. you chose a rough year to go hey well and last year wasn't a lot better and the year before that was like covid we'll COVID. go next year when caleb williams is their guy well 
Well, I guess you're right. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're fair. You're yeah. Fair. Uh, don't waste time. Go to a Cardinals game. Go get some beer while you're there. It's the best beer for sports. It really is. No, yeah. A wow at a baseball game. I plan on being there. I had one on Sunday. I actually went to a baseball game on Sunday. Fucking crazy. And they won. Yeah, they did. Um, all I'm saying, I might be magical. Maybe or or it's the wow, but or the wow. Maybe it's the combo. It's a toe tree wow it's toe mix. Toe tree wow mix. Anything's yeah. possible when you put some wow in toe tree. Um, <laughs> so check out our friends over at Four Peaks. It's also pumpkin porter season, baby. And by pumpkin porter season, I mean pumpkin porter cheesecake season. Woo! Best cheesecake on the face of the planet. Check them out. Visit fourpeaks.com slash located to find all your favorite brewery tours and events. They got Steinholding, Oktoberfest, and Haunted Brewery Tours all right around the corner. Check out at Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. Must be 21 or older to drink Four Peaks. Please drink responsibly. Donald is an all-time just fucking person because <laughs> there must be casualties of war <laughs> well that and his his most recent comment if you scroll down is quite literally the greatest thing that i've ever seen because shane is not here to remind me you have donald in the, in the chat uh totri don't yes. forget big pokey's knowledge too and caleb are uh, i have been carrying size. that torch a little bit i've been reminding people about that as well that they're the same uh, size they are the same size and very like, different quarterbacks yeah. and not at all the same well, one of them is an NFL quarterback. You're right, and one is gonna be an NFL quarterback unless he opts to not go to the Arizona Cardinals. But you know, that's neither here nor there. Let's go ahead. He was good, man. Let's let's go ahead. He's okay. He's pretty good. He's all right. He's pretty good. Uh, so Arizona State, you know how they're gonna beat Caleb Williams? Dress Tua? Nope. Uh, Stop oh. it. How are they gonna do it? They're gonna do it by not even worrying about what Caleb Williams is going to do because Caleb Williams is going to get his regardless. It doesn't really matter. What they're going to do, what they're going to do is they're going to feed Cam Scadaboo the ball fucking 40 times because USC has the, I want to say the second worst, yeah, the second worst rush defense in the Pac-12. Uh, feed him. Feed Scat. Feed guys what like it? DeCarlos, George, like Tevin White's going to get minutes. It's Kyson Brown. Feed the running backs till you just need to put another one in. Yeah. And, That's and what you have to do this week. Strip them of their will to live. What did Marshawn Lynch say? The motherfuckers don't like getting hit in the face over and over and over and over and over. That clip is one of the greatest clips. Really Marshawn Lynch. In bottoms, by the way, like we mentioned earlier. Um, it's like I'm going to punch a motherfucker in the mouth over, over and, and over and over and over. Over. <laughs> yeah, I love Marshawn Lynch. He's a dog. Uh, but no, I mean seriously, like if if you want to beat this team, you gotta get like you gotta get under their skin. You got whatever. And like obviously the you know the pass attack has not really been all that prolific as of uh so far this season. Um but Cam has gotten his at times. Like they've been able to run the ball effectively at points. Uh so if you can just fucking pound the rock and, and start, you know, just holding on to the ball for a while and, and really just wearing down that defense. And by virtue, keeping the ball out of Caleb Williams' hands yeah. more, like feed scat. That's that's that is your path to victory if there is one. Well, yeah, and see, that's I was talking with uh, somebody out at practice today, of like, how do you approach this game hmm. from a from an offense perspective, right? Because you know Caleb Williams is on the other side. Do you try and go? I'm going to say toe to toe, but like, Can are you out? are you trying to exchange points for points here? With USC, because I don't feel like that is that's what's be for disaster. It's it's how you get in those. If if you get to a point where it is an all out offensive shootout with USC, Tulane's the only team that's shown that they've been able to beat this. You're USC gonna lose. Game. You're gonna lose. And they did that on the back of one of the best rushing performances in college football. Or do you do recently. what Oregon State did last year? Do you buckle up on defense yep. and do you try and play the time of possession game with USC? 
And at yeah. that point, maybe you're able to just get enough. Yeah, I think that, again, I think that's the only opportunity you're going to have. Is right? the time of possession game? Yeah, because, I again, like you said, going no, Tulane is the only team outside the of Utah. Year, but I mean, they're the only team that is one in a shootout, like yeah, in no, a high-scoring shootout. That's Otherwise, fair. whether it's Oregon State almost beating them or, or Utah beating them, like the, by and large, what were the score of the two Utah games? I'll go ahead. And oh, I thought you had it. My bad. But like, um, by and large, like, yeah, it, it, the times that they don't look good is when Caleb Williams just doesn't have the football. Yeah. And so that that's your only opportunity to... to and also, like, that's probably the best... The best... Like, the way to, uh, to optimize your offense... Like you don't have a great offensive line to sit to give any kind of quarterback time in the pocket, and you might not have a great quarterback. Like you don't, we don't necessarily know what we're getting out of the quarterbacks, but you know, Scat and company can run the football, um, and it, it takes a little bit of pressure on your offensive line as far as obviously pass blocking is concerned. Um, like that, that's also just playing to your strengths in addition to not really playing to their weaknesses because I want I don't necessarily say they have a weakness, but but minimizing their strength as much as possible by keeping Caleb Williams off the field. Um, USC lost to Utah last year. The first time, 43-42. to 42, okay, And the so second was time was 47-24 to 24 in the Pac-12 championship game. Which was they got 47 dropped on them by Utah? Yeah. Holy Utah, because that was, I remember that. that fourth quarter, Utah yeah, had like... crazy, didn't they? Yeah, Utah scored a field goal and three touchdowns in the fourth quarter. <laughs> yeah, you, that was crazy. Yikers. That yeah. was crazy. That's but, how bad that USC defense was. Mm-hmm. And, and they're, they're worse improved. this year. Are they, are they worse? They're worse this year, statistically. Yeah. Like, again, they're worse and they've played nobody. Like, yeah. this is a defense that you can score on. This is, I know it sounds weird, but this is an opportune time for Arizona State's offense and to try and get things flowing. I know I keep bringing them up because I was watching this morning, but Joel Klatt on the herd. Uh, you in the fucking herd. I know. I, I like it. But they, they were, they, one of the things they're talking about is like, cities like Austin, Miami, Southern California, Los Angeles, you know, those, those schools that have been pro like the culture there is just kind of different because in these cities like Tuscaloosa, whatever, like they take pride in the process. They don't, it doesn't matter if they're beating a team, like if they're playing some D2 school or something like that, they're going to beat them by 80 because they take pride in the process. They take pride in, in putting in effort in every single play, all that stuff. You can tell some of the other, other, other cities where they're like media darlings and stuff like that, and they kind of just get told they're great all the time. They might, they're not always, uh, I don't you know don't how much get I'm the reading best. into that. What's that? So I don't know how much I'm going to read into that. Well, all I'm saying is there's an opportunity that you, that these kinds of teams don't always put their best foot forward. Um, when the stage isn't the biggest, when they're not playing the biggest opponents, they can they can get lulled to sleep a little bit. Um, you have to come out on fire. And yeah. the, the aggressive uh, nature and tone that Kenny's been riding with the first three weeks of the season almost needs to be turned up to the, like, to the point where the knob is broken. Because you're not going to beat this team playing conservative. You're not going to beat this team uh, playing in a way that, I, like, you're just going to have to rely on your defense. Like, the offense is going to have to go out there and make plays uh, to give the defense a chance because the defense is going to have their hands full. I know they're a top three defense in the Pac-12 right now, um, which doesn't get talked about enough because the offense is so putrid. Mm-hmm. But, like, it, they are going to need some fucking help. I mean, listen, this is... I'm not going to say we're as good as what Oregon State was last year because I don't think that's true. No. But that's what Oregon State was last year, a really good defense 
and, and no offense. And it was the, the most competitive any team has been outside of Utah and obviously Tulane. Um, I was just laughing at LTC's comment, by the way. Seeing that hit on Cam Rising in Pac-12 championship game at Dave & Buster's choked on my churro. <laughs> that sounds like a Shane sentence. No, yeah. um, which he was at a Dave & Buster's in Ohio today. Um, which is the only reason to ever be in Ohio. Um, I'm definitely getting a, a where in the world is Shane Diefenbach map. In the graphic request. That's not bad. That's not bad. That idea. way we could see where Shane's at at all times. Maybe log his miles too, <laughs> like as we go. That'd be a lot of fun. Uh, let's go ahead and get into some of the sound that we had from from media availability today. It's interesting, right? Because we sit here and we're we're on this for 27 minutes already talking about how there's not really a shot. For, for Arizona State to, to beat USC. You know, there are little things here or there that they could do to make this a competitive game, and you never know. It's college football at the end of the day. Uh, but Kenny was asked about that and just about the belief that this team has and the belief that, you know, they can go out there and, and win the game. And Kenny said straight up, like, it doesn't really matter if you want to call it belief or you want to call it, you know, you want to use whatever word. Like, it comes down to the single idea that, Herm's Herm's favorite line: "You you play to win the game." Uh, so this was Kenny doing his best Herm Edwards impression today. Belief, you can pick your word. If you don't expect to win every game, you got a problem. I don't care if I'm playing Michael Jordan in basketball. I'm not playing him to lose. Otherwise, why would I why would I play? I'm not just gonna play because it's fun. No, what's fun is competing to win. So you're playing to win. That's it. And if you don't. Whatever happens after the game, it doesn't matter. You then watch the tape and you get better and you grow and you get better and you grow and get better. And eventually, right, Saturday nights are going to feel better. But if you don't take the field and you expect to win the football game, something's wrong. You should expect to win. You, you should not, Otherwise, you shouldn't be on the field. I love it. He's juice, man. He's, <laughs> he's juice. fired up. You play to win. But, I mean, he's right. Like, I'm a competitive motherfucker. I, I used to, like... I, Sorry, I used to I used to manage a Syracuse basketball team, and I used to play basketball with guys that are in the fucking NBA. And I can't play basketball for my but fucking you're trying to life. Win. But I went out and I'm I'm locking motherfuckers up best I can because I want to win. I don't give a shit what the, the the obstacles are. Like I'm not doing something to lose, and I am not a, a, a I'm calling a professional. I'm not a professional athlete. Like these kids, it's their job to win games. Yeah, no, literally. And I'm talking like pickup games in the gym, and I want to win. It's their their job. Damn straight, they better want to win. And if they yeah. don't, then yeah, get them off the field. They shouldn't be there. I, yeah, I mean, Kenny, Kenny. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it is funny that he kind of invoked term there, but there's not a whole lot else to say there. Like you can call it. Well, yeah, you can call it whatever you want. You need to expect to win, or else what the hell are you doing? What's the point of showing up? No, yeah, no, absolutely. Donald in the chat got his interviews. Keep me exciting and waiting for the growth and the explosion. Uh, absolutely, right? Like you, I think that's that's the really awesome thing, right? Is there are so many people that hear what Kenny has to say and you absolutely love it. But when that gets translated to results here at a certain point, it is only going to make this that much more fun. Um, and I think you just do have to, he, he understands it, right? That this is a process. He said really from the beginning that this is a process. And if you thought it was going to be easy, then you're fucking crazy because yeah. that's just not how this works. And he brought up FSU again today, yeah. right? They're the number three team in the nation. A couple of years ago, they were using two <sighs> quarterbacks. They were zero and four. Like they had to dig, they had to fight, they had to crawl, they had to fucking scratch to get to where they're at. And I mean, that's, that's I know we're all like talking wants. good about them, but look at fucking Arizona. They were... Yeah. One of the most embarrassing. They were the worst football in program in collegiate football for two years. Yeah, they were a joke. We'll get there in a second, Donald Trust. Uh, but they were a joke. Um, 
And look where they are now. Like, obviously, their quarterback is a piece of shit and uh, <laughs> and not great at football at times. Um, but they're not the wet diaper that they were a, a like, couple years ago. They're getting recruits. Um, McMillan is a dog. Like, he's legit. They have really good players. They're getting Elijah Wright. Like, they're getting really good players down there. Um, and it's like, I don't want to sound this like I'm shitting on Tucson, but it's not because motherfuckers want to live in Tucson, Arizona. It's because of the program. It's because of the culture that, that got built and all that. And it's... It took a few years to get recovered from the, the, the mess that was Kevin Sumlin. Like, it, it, that took time. Um, and obviously, I'm not, I, Herm was not Kevin Sumlin by any means. Um, He's pretty but, bad, though. But it was obviously, he did, him and his, his administration did pretty significant damage to this program. No, bear down. Bear down, uh, Cast 96. You by far were the epitome yeah, of I mean, wet baby shit. It, it um, took you to, uh, Cal that had half of their roster decimated by covid for you to finally win a game like you Pretty are sure they were out there recruiting students to go play you guys they, no they they literally were doing that like it's, <laughs> it's, it's it's fine because now we're probably the worst team in the conference like it's it's, it's how oh, yeah it's a cycle uh, it's yeah, a at cycle. one point you, you guys are respectable now at one point you were the worst team in, in program um listen i i i honestly thank I don't you like bc Devils. Jonathan Smith's first yes. year at Oregon State was That's two and ten. Works, That's dog. what I've been trying to Most say. Most of these coaches that are at schools for a decade or whatever, um, they don't start out with a national championship year one. Um, they, Nick Saban didn't even start out like that. So, like, it takes time. I don't think this is going to turn into Alabama. But Pretty cool if it did. Um, you know, they're joining a new conference that has, foot, that has like, you know, some kind of football prowess. Like, that. there's no reason they can't, like, they're going to... They, yeah, give them time. They're, they'll be fine. They'll, oh, uh, as a program, it'll be fine. You just got to give it a couple years. And again, it, it starts this Saturday against USC. You got to take it one game at a time. And we've talked about it. Caleb Williams is a freak. He's an absolute freak. Uh, what does Caleb Williams do right? What makes him special? Kenny said it the other day. Everything. So, how do you stop Caleb Williams, Sean? I don't think that you do. Okay, well, you're getting better. This is what Kenny had to say. <laughs> I mean, you can't. You can't. You have to limit it. Right, you have to limit it. You have to, when you're when you're there to make a play, you have to limit it. To say you're going to stop him is almost unrealistic. The goal should be to limit him, limit the explosive plays. Don't let him get comfortable and in a rhythm. Right, don't bust and give them open people for him to get in a rhythm. But to say you're going to stop, right, Caleb Williams, uh, I, that's that's tough to do. The goal is to limit him, get them off schedule, right, get them in a position, get out to the get after the passer. Well, still being able to keep coverage right for him. And when you get to him, contain him. He's the master at pump fake evade. He feels pressure. He waits, he waits, he waits. Right? And he's like a boxer. Counterpunch. Right? He's elite at that. So we have to know what he's going to do before he does it. That sounds easy. Really, really hard. <laughs> he's a really good football player. Uh, no, It doesn't sound easy, Kenny. He's like, a really good football player. Like predicting what... Caleb Williams does before he does it does not sound easy to me uh, personally. I mean, yeah, there's there's Just the idea of like knowing yeah. what he's going to do. No, yeah, yeah, right. Like, but um, yeah, I mean, he mentioned his evasiveness in the pocket. Like there, there's they have not played an NFL caliber quarterback yet. And that's what they're going to be playing this week. Like it's going to be a very different level of quarterback play specifically. There's uh, a reason only a handful of quarterbacks get drafted in the first round, let alone one one. Yeah. And, and you're going to see why. It's yeah. been a while. So I think the last top-tier quarterback that Arizona State has had to play that went that early in the draft was Sam Darnold, um, <laughs> I think, was the last time. Probably, because I'm trying to think of any other, like, 
big quarterbacks. I mean, like obviously oh, Herbert, Herbert, Herbert's last oh, yeah. one there sure, is sure, sure. to play. And they ended up winning that game. Huh. So like, it's, it's unique. It's weird. It's crazy. It's college football, but Kenny said it. And I think he hit the nail on the head there. Like you can't stop Caleb Williams. No. Anybody asking you how you can game, at least at the college level, how you can stop Caleb Williams. The answer is you can't. There's well, yeah, nothing. because if there's a way to stop Caleb Williams, 14 teams have failed over the last year and change. Yeah, so, you, like, you could contain him. You could try and contain him. Slowing right? down a little bit. And maybe, even yeah. slowing down usually means this team puts up 30 points yeah. at a minimum. Exactly. So, like, you're going to have... That's that's why we say, like, the offense is going to have to do something because if yeah. ASU's defense plays its absolute guts and heart out, which I expect it to do, then that means Caleb Williams and USC is going to score 30-ish points, 35 points. Okay, can ASU's offense put up 36? That's the question, right? That's that's what you can do. And then there's the questions of the quarterback and the questions of the offensive line. Can can they even field <laughs> that many offensive linemen, right? Like, it, it's certainly going to be uh, an interesting part, but a big way to help ASU really, um, I guess, gain some ground in this game and really make it competitive is they're going to have to give the offense not only their normal opportunities, but they're going to have to give them extra opportunities. Yeah. You're going to need that defense to go out there and force some turnovers, whether that be fumbles, interceptions, special teams. It doesn't matter. Arizona State's defense is going to need to do something they haven't been able to do all season long, and that is force turnovers. So the big question is, why haven't they been able to force turnovers? This is what Brian Ward had to say. I mean, one, they're, they're really well-coached offenses. And when you have just disciplined programs that, you know, have established cultures, I mean, you look at Southern Utah, they're in their second year. They knew who they were playing. They played it close to the best. Um, they didn't want to They didn't want to lose the game on offense because they were playing situational and, um, and they are managing the game. Mike Gundy's been at Oklahoma State, and that culture he has on offense has been set there for 20 years, 19 years, you know, so, and then, um, you know, that's a group that's not going to turn over the ball. Jeff Tedford, you know, has been doing it, you know, for 50 years or however long he's been doing it. You know what I mean? And so, I mean, the culture on those, you know, on those, uh, you know, in, uh, on those offenses is they're not going to try to do anything out of the ordinary. And those, those, their quarterbacks really responded to that. They're not taking, they're not, you know, forcing turnovers, not doing anything for them to lose the game. So I, I think it's credit to the quarterback coaches because we, we hit the quarterback in all three games. Um, you know, USC, they're, they're more of a dynamic offense, and this quarterback is more of a creator. So, um, you know, he's obviously as good as he is, and, you know, we're going we're to continue to try to, you know, affect the quarterback and everything we do. So if we can affect that guy, you know, eventually the ball is going to start, you know, bouncing our way. So uh, we practice it every week, and, and it's, it's something that comes in bounces, you know, and, and we hope that this week will be the start. I mean, obviously not a great uh, week to – to be looking for your first turnover, right? But um, I mean, at the end of the day, like turnover, turnover luck is a thing. Like uh, I talked about it before the show. Like at some point, BJ or someone is going to get up and tip a ball, and it's going to get deflected into Tate Romney's hands or something like that. Or at some point, Jalen Clark or Jordan Clark is going to make a play. Like uh, Rose, big as hell, he's going to make a play at some point. You saw him them sending him off the edge. At some point, he's going to catch a, a quarterback off guard, and one of those hits is going to pry the ball loose. Like at some point, something is going to like Coach Ward's head there. Something's going to bounce their way. Um, but at a certain point, you do have to force the issue. So. Um, I, I would I would like to see them continue some of the aggressiveness that we saw last week um, with, you know, like sending Roe off the edge and stuff like that. Like, I, I, I really like that. And I, I feel like you're going to have to be aggressive if you want to 
make this offense any kind of uncomfortable because, I mean, just playing normal defense or whatever is they're going to pick you apart. Do you know um, at what point last season Caleb Williams threw his first interception of the year? Week five. He threw it week five. You oh, know, hell yeah. You know who it was against? Arizona State. The Arizona State Sun Devils. In that, I believe it was in the first half. I forget which defensive back had an interception in the red zone mm, against Caleb I feel Williams. Like I remember that, yeah. And that was like, you're like, everyone, because the whole big thing was like, Caleb Williams hasn't turned the ball over yet yeah. this season, and it was against Arizona State. And everyone's like, that was ASU played a hell of a half. Everyone's like, wait a second, is, is Arizona Hold on State going to go? And then Caleb Williams proceeded to throw for 348 passing yards and three touchdowns. And, uh, they ended up beating ASU. Uh, but at the end of the day, you're going to need to create those extra opportunities. Yeah. Otherwise, Arizona State is not going to stand a chance against a team that has just fireworks on offense. And again, at a certain point, I think in the Dillingham era, we're going to get to a point where you go into this game and it's like, hey, we're going to, it's going to be a dogfight. It's going to be a game. But until, you know, you, you see those results consistently, I think that is just what the the idea and mentality is going to be from an outside perspective. Now, inside the locker room, obviously the goal and the mentality is we're going to go out there and we're going to win, right? Mm-hmm. We're still at home. You're, you're at home. Like, and I know Dion was the one that said it at Colorado. Like, you're not going to just let somebody come into your fucking house and beat your ass. Like, that's, that's not yeah. what ASU's mentality is. Like, they want to defend Sun Devil Stadium regardless of... Of the amount of people that show up, yeah. regardless of you know if they're ASU fans or USC fans, like there yeah. is something important about that. Yeah, and I would like I would argue that even though they got embarrassed last week, they didn't get their ass kicked necessarily. Like the like the other the teams' offense. offense well, yeah, ASU's offense got their ass kicked by them by themselves. Like they kicked their own ass, I think. But like it's not <laughs> we like we beat like, ourselves up. I, obviously, it's hard to say they didn't get their ass kicked when they got shut out. But like what I'm what I'm saying is. I, as we've talked about, it could have been way worse. Oh, the yeah. defense kept them in the game for a lot of it. Like they, they didn't get dominated. It's time for the offense to. Uh, the defense. offense needs to do their job, obviously, right? So, yeah, man, it's gonna be something. It's not like if they go out there and lose fifty to nothing, I'd be like, all right, yeah, that was supposed to happen. Anything else? Like I want to see growth. House money. That's yeah. what I want to see. Fuck the fifty to zero. Pardon my language for the <laughs> moron in, that was in the chat the other day. Uh, but yeah, like. You just want to see this team be competitive. You want to see them grow from game to game. And at I least think competitive at some point. This is the an game. opportunity to go out there and make it competitive. To show to fans, hey, I know USC is top five, top ten in the country. It doesn't matter. This is what we're building. And I know it's not perfect yet, but we're going to get there. Yeah. This is the game that you do that. I know ASU is still in the early process of that with Dillingham, but there is a place out in Tempe that has got it perfected like a damn machine, and that's Burrito Express. True. They're number one in the country. USC is number five. They got their own Caleb Williams. You want to let everybody know what his name is? Caleb Williams? No, no, no. Over at Burrito Express. Angel? Their own, yeah. yeah. He's the Caleb Williams at Burritos, Burrito yeah. Express. Guys, I had Burrito Express literally this morning. As did I. Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. They don't miss they don't, with their burritos. Ever. They have locations all over the valley, not to mention some NIL deals with some Arizona State athletes as well. So anytime you go to Burrito Express, you're supporting Arizona State athletes as well. So check them out and give them a follow on social media at Burrito EXP. EXP. Um, also, I have said this many times. You have. One of my favorite things to do when talking about USC games is betting on the other team to cover because their go. defense is dog shit. Um, and if I'm going to do that, I am going to do that. 
Um, despite what ASU's offense has looked like, I am going to bet on ASU to cover. The, what is it, 32 and a half or something like that? I think so, yeah. Um, and I'm going to do it on BetMGM, of course. Um, and we have one hell of an offer for you right now. Ready for this? Ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. ready for this? Uh, bet, place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through BetMGM Sportsbook mobile app of at least $10, and you will receive 200 buckaroos instantly in additional winnings, regardless of your wager's outcome. Um, you can get it. You can get this offer in four easy stuff. Download the app on iOS or Android, Visit or visit BetMGM.com and sign up with the code PHNX. Deposit $10 into your newly created account and place a wager in the amount of at least $10 at standard odds price. Once you've placed the qualifying bet, you'll receive two hundo in bonus bets regardless of the outcome of a wager. Uh, so sign up for BetMGM, use that code PHNX, place your wager, um, and you'll receive those $200 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. Check out the full show notes for details. And now listen to Shano talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. Or Ontario. Ontario. Let's go ahead and take a look at our Pac-12 power rankings this week. Sean, a lot has kind of happened in the Pac. Not necessarily a whole lot of movement. Yeah. Conference play for the majority of everybody <laughs> starts this week, uh, including Arizona State. Let's go ahead and take a look at your Pac-12 power rankings this week. Yeah. Uh, and see what you got. Only movement is a bad one. Arizona State moves down to 11 from where I had them last week at 10. Cal moves up to 11. Cal. Kale. Um, otherwise, I got USC, Washington, Oregon, Oregon State, Utah, Colorado, Wazoo, UCLA, Arizona, and that went through nine spots. And of course, Stanford's still at 12. Um, we'll see. We'll see if Arizona State keeps them out of, keep, can keep themselves out of that 12 spot. You know what sucks? Um, what's that? Is that Arizona State's 11, but they're so much more talented than yeah, they are. where they're at they on are. this. But yeah, I mean, at a certain point, you got to. <laughs> Yeah, the talent actually has to be talented. No, they like got to do utilize it. their talent. They're talented. Yeah, ASU's they gotta talented. Utilize their talent. They got to go do it. They got to yeah. put it together. No, um, you're absolutely right. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of really good teams in this conference, man. Um, I believe seven of the nine. Yeah, seven of ASU's nine opponents are yeah. ranked. And, and there's so this every is, team yeah. but Arizona, Cal, and Arizona State is ranked yeah, in the conference. Stanford, did you say Stanford? And Stanford. Yeah, but there's there's um you know there's they like Donald said there are huge Pac-12 games this week. The biggest one for me is Oregon State, Washington State, and Pullman. Um, battle for the Pac-2. Um, that's the battle for the, that's the Pac-12 championship. Yeah, it might as well. Be. <laughs> um, obviously I'm I'm very high on Oregon State, but it's in Pullman. Um, so I would really like to see Oregon State go in there and, and secure that dub. That would do a lot for me in terms of my my confidence in that team, but. I mean, once you get past USC, I think you can, there's a lot of you can make an argument for a lot of teams being in a lot of places there. Um, I, I am very interested to see what Colorado does in Pac-12 play. I'll say that too. Um, Twenty-one point dogs to Oregon uh, this this weekend. That's a that Oregon State game is gonna be fun. Yeah, yeah. There's there's good games in the conference this week and. Yeah, every every week's going to be a great week yeah. for this conference because really there's is. so many teams. Eight, yeah, eight of the twelve in the conference are ranked. Like that's crazy. Final year, yeah, the the old Pac-12, I guess that or the Pac-12. Three as we know games it. this week between three Pac-12 games this week between ranked opponents. Watch out for that UCLA game. Watch yeah, out for the UCLA. Game. I'm not too sure about Utah yet. Um, yeah, you got number twenty-two UCLA at 
number 11 utah playing in utah is obviously never easy and then this is Dion's. i mean obviously colorado state last week was a test but i mean Dion's got to take test. this buffs team up into eugene without their best player without their yeah yeah without their at least their most their, also, their can we talk weapon. about why does he wear these these feedy pajamas on stream have you seen that no yeah he's out here wearing like giraffe feedy pajamas i love doing stream listen i feel like the the colorado guys have gotten a little bit of a bad rap i think travis hunter is just kind of like a weird quiet kid you ever see that video of of uh fuck oh no never mind i think of somebody else but um like he's just out here rocking he's fucking like in like giraffe feedy pajamas like on at, stream you saw dog. It, like at pac 12 media day like Shador was kind of like bullying him like he was just like messing with him the whole time and stuff like that like he seems like kind of just like a, a, a nice quiet dude um at times but obviously when you're with Dion and that all that you're gonna like, get dog he's a goon dog, dog. He's what goon. the hell are we doing he's such a goon um but that's a huge huge challenge for for Dion and company if they can at least eat, can if they can even compete in that game it'll be really interesting but um, Jacob, can I send this to you? And we can—is it possible to get it up there just so we can show at a certain point? Is that a possibility? Is it just just send the screenshot. We don't need the, the whole. Oh well, yeah, no, I'm just I'm gonna save the image. I just want everybody yeah. to see. Oh, it. it is just a picture. Yeah. Actually, you know what I'm gonna have to do? If Colorado wins the conference, I you know how I said they're gonna do a, I'll do a clown costume thing. Do a show on that. I'm just gonna do an entire week of fits based off of what some of these Colorado <laughs> things have like gone on. Yeah. What Colorado has done so far throughout the season. <laughs> Donald's trying to send me to Colorado or to DNVR with all the CU love. Uh, like, oh. I'm not trying to give them all the kind of love. I still don't know what the team is, all that. But Cringe, that's what the team is. Well, yeah, but I'm, you know, I I just hate that I've been forced to hate Dion. He did it on his own. No. Yes, he did. I mean, he did. But also, like, Dion in Colorado was a big cultural moment right now. And I feel like I'm missing out on it because I got to be a hater. And it kind of sucks. I mean, you do you. You do what you get. That's that's just. I I want everybody to see this, and I will. Again, I'll add this. We all have the chat. There will be a full schedule of Colorado wins the Pac-12 championship in the conference. A full schedule for everybody to pick on what days you want me to wear these things. Again, I told you at one time I'll wear a clown costume in honor of just my takes. For <laughs> Being a fucking clown. Uh, but I will absolutely wholeheartedly go out of my way and order what you're about to see on the screen, and I will wear it on a show for a day can you imagine showing up to the office in what we're about to show people um like imagine me walking because from the parking garage yeah, where i have to park that's to what the i was office. gonna that's what i was gonna say like it's being in the studio this is <sighs> travis uh this is hilarious first off Second, i will wear that i will wear that yeah the, the funny part would be your walk from the car past dj down in the office like or down in the, the lobby up the elevator past some of the people who have like real jobs in this this building people are walking in with like suits and, and stuff they got real cases. tough days i'm over here in a, in a giraffe they gotta go sell onesie. insurance and shit and we're yeah tow trees in here to, in a onesie to talk about football dude Dude, I just can't. I can't believe it. Can you imagine? Like, this is one of the top players in college college sports, right? Yeah. Okay. Imagine like Charles Woodson wearing a giraffe onesie in like the late what was it, late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah, I mean, we're obviously in a pretty different time. Like, now. imagine Ray Lewis, like Ray Lewis. No, like, no. Like, I'm not. I'm not going to imagine Ray Lewis in a giraffe onesie. I'm not going to. Um, you can't. That you man can't. used it to eat work. grass and may or may not have killed somebody. <laughs> um, I'm not 
It's, it's a different time. You know, I don't, it's just a different time now. So Let's go ahead and take a look at my Pac-12 power <laughs> rankings. Uh, yeah, USC is the best team in the conference. I still got Michael Penix Jr. in Washington as a close two. I was totally wrong about that. My Honestly, I was just wrong about the pack. <laughs> Looking back at everything I said, I was wrong. Skip to number eight. Washington two, Oregon three, Oregon State four, Utah five. They move up a spot. Yeah, because Colorado, uh, Colorado was in a, in a tough game. Yeah, Colorado I already State. had Colorado below Utah. Wazoo at seven. Uh, UCLA. Apologize. I don't want to because I don't like Chip Kelly. Apologize. Um, apologize. I'm gonna apologize for saying that I think that I thought you were gonna lose. Uh, who'd they play last week? They played North Carolina Central. And I said they Not were gonna a real I said they were gonna lose that game. They won fifty nine to seven. Yeah, it wasn't even close. Hater. Yeah, no, it was tough. It was hater. tough. I am a hater. No, I am hater. a hater. I, I feel like that has got misconstrued. Yeah, like he, as like to he like, think he's not it. As like, like oh no, like I'm hating. We're not but haters. I'm, not hate. I'm a hater. <laughs> I, I I'd like to hate. It is it's, fun. It's, it's it's yeah. Too much love is and bad if you, for you. If you, you hate say it with me, if you hate on me being a hater, You're that makes hater. you a hater. <laughs> like I don't I, I don't know I what you logic. want. I love that logic. That's how it goes. So either put up or shut up. UCLA put up this week. I've got Arizona at nine. Uh, Cal at 10, Arizona State at 11. They moved down a spot. Cal moves up. Uh, it's tough for me because I think Arizona State, like I said, I think they're a really talented team. They got a lot of weapons. Um, they've had some injury luck, and the offense hasn't been able to get it together nearly as fast as I thought they were going to, or as a lot of people thought they were going to. Um, but I still think that they are better than Stanford, and I think they certainly. Um, have a chance to move up these Pac-12 power rankings. Uh, it's going to be interesting with conference play. You never know what can happen. Arizona State, still the last team to beat the Washington Huskies. Uh, and then I do have Stanford at 12 because everybody say it with me, fuck the Stanford tree. Fuck the Stanford tree. Um, um, yeah. Also, no disrespect to NCCU as an institution. Uh, but they are not a power five football program. <laughs> so Totri I had faith. picking NCCU. I had faith. I have uh, blind faith. I have a lot of blind faith. Real, at times. A real ally. Yeah. That's what Totri. I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. It's uh, tough. And that's it's why tough. he picked NCCU. Um just did you just, I want to make sure you apologize to UCLA, right? Yeah, thanks, Sean. Did you? I apologize. Yeah. I am sorry, UCLA Bruins. Did I do it for you? Just check. Okay. You got that out of the way? Yeah. Okay, I want to get something else out of the way. Everybody, what are you doing on Saturday? What are you? Uh, I mean, I know what we're doing. Oh, yeah. We're going to be over at Illegal Pete's having a hell of a time over at our, yeah, baby. our little pregame that we're going to be having over at Illegal Pete's, guys. Join us for that pregame meetup and a PHNX Sun Devils postgame show over at the Tempe location at Illegal Pete's. It's going to be an absolute blast. I know there's already Mark's people on social media talking about heading over to Illegal Pete's for the game. Like I said, we're going to be there for the pregame. We're going to probably go to the ASU-USC game for a little bit and then come back, join the party uh, post game or in that second half so it's going to be a absolute blast regardless of what happens in that game come hang out with a bunch of Sun Devil fans that are just looking to get rowdy and have a good time yeah man I mean either we're going to be there to celebrate a, a I mean a, a world shocking win or we will be there to oh, the celebration will go crazy dude, if that, yeah that, I mean <laughs> I'll say that you'll want to be there if they somehow manage to pull this shit off oh, that's yeah. what I'm sure and if they don't Little Pieces of the Strongest Margaritas in Arizona so we'll we'll Drink and drown our stars a little bit. Oh, absolutely. It's going to be an absolute blast over at Illegal Pete's, guys. So make sure you get out there. Again, that is going to be this Saturday. So definitely stay locked in on social media for more updates on that. And you still have a few days. So if you plan on going out either to the takeover, you plan on going to the game um, or the hangout, I guess I should say, or the game, um, you got to need you need it to be dripped down in your ASU merch. And um, 
I mean, if we're getting if we're getting merch, we're getting it from one place, and it's our good friends over at Foco um, because they are a leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise. Um, they got you know clothes, little accessories. They got toys for the kids. They got something for everybody. Um, so make sure you check them out. Um, Foco always has our back on Arizona sports, and they have yours too. So get the best gear around by visiting www.foco.com and using code PHNX for all non-presale items. Use the promo code PHNX for 10% off. Bang! Bang! Totry from way downtown! He just shot the water bottle into the the trash can. But shout out. Shout out, Foco. really hit my veins on that one. I suck. Um, you could have totally lied too. Um, yeah, I really could have, <laughs> but I'm not. I'm not a fraud. Um, I got. We got. You got to talk about it briefly because Donald keep bringing it up, and you know I'm hype. Corbin Carroll is the goat. The goat. The D backs are a wagon. Corbin Carroll, twenty five fifty. He's a dog. Um, and we're an absolute wagon, winning seven nothing or seven to one. Excuse me. Um, eat your heart out, Giants. You're dead. We killed the Giants. Wow, that's crazy. We slayed the Giants. Congratulations. It's kind of ironic, too, since yeah. the thumbnail is Devil's, Devil's Rift Live. Exactly. Look, guys, that is going to do it for our show today. We will be back on... Holy shit, tomorrow's Thursday already? Wow. Wow. Yeah, I. you know, it's funny because you said <laughs> yesterday you're like, oh, not doing work on a Tuesday I, is really going to fuck my day up. Yep. I feel like it kind of did the opposite. It really just like... Boom, it's it, Wednesday. Yeah, it just it's kind of fast-forwarded the week a little bit. Yeah, no, that's crazy, guys. We will be back... And we're going to have more USC ASU talk. Hopefully going to be hearing uh, from a USC reporter uh, just to kind of get on the perspective of Caleb Williams, USC, and how they view Arizona State. So definitely stay locked in for that. Leave us a like, guys. Bobby Hurley, he asks you so nicely every single day just to leave him just one little like. And I don't know if we can get it up, but we're going to be doing this. This is exactly... There we go. That's that's what Bobby Hurley's doing. He's just begging. He's pleading. Wow. Wow. Super okay, tro- super tro- That's crazy. At you, the I mean, Yeah, no. On that note, guys, uh, give us a follow <laughs> over at PHNX underscore Sun Devils. You can follow me at Anthony underscore Toshi. You can follow Sean here over at Sean underscore DePause. Uh, fighting on as always, I guess, Super Trojan. That's, that's just for you. That's crazy. That's crazy. We'll just see you kidding. Guys. Forks up, baby. Yeah, there it is. There it is. There it is. We will see you guys Thursday. But for now, peace.